Sitter Snippets is sponsored by Dr. Robert and Judy Brookstein in memory of her mother, my wife's grandmother, Edith Goldsmith Esther Bas Yaakov. We are continuing our introduction of Borchu and the Birchos Kriyashma and Shema, the next section of our davening. We already mentioned the idea that davening represents and reflects a courtship and a relationship, a commitment, just like in among uh, human beings. First we get to know Hashem and Psukit Zimra through nature and history. Then we make our pledge, our promise, our commitment, our engagement in marriage through the brachas of Shema and Shema. And then the Amida, then we're able to experience an intimate rendezvous with our Creator. We then continue with Rav Schwab, who uh, offers the suggestion that, in fact, davening represents our journey through the Beis HaMikdash. When we get to the Amidas, our Kodesh HaKadoshim, we're trying to experience a yichud, a sense of privacy and private conversation, the highest and most enriched and elevated status with Hashem. But first, we have to go through the Mikdash in order to get there. So we mentioned the 15 steps that lead up to Shar Nikonor are the Birchos HaShachar. And then... We have the Karbonos, the, uh, you would encounter uh, where the Kohanim stood near the Mizbeach to offer the Karbonos. We say the Karbonos. After you walk through the Chatzar, you get in the Ulam. We mentioned the Mishnah about the doorways, Psukei de Zimra, Baruch Sha'amar and Yishtabach are the two doorways, the grand entranceways into the Mikdash. And that's what we're up to now. Upon exiting the Ulam, a person came into the Hecha, which was the sanctuary, where many of the clay Mikdash, the vessels, the utensils of the Beit, of the Beis Mikdash, were located. You'd encounter the Menorah. The Menorah represents its light, is the light of Torah, is Ruchnius, is spirituality. It would illuminate and it would lighten the whole world. The Shulchan, which had the uh, bread, represents the Gashmias, our physical needs, represents our physical sustenance. And therefore, before we recite Shema in the morning, says Rav Schwab, we say two brachas, Yotzer Or, which reflects the menorah, the light, and Avarabba, uh, sorry, Yotzer Or, which reflects the physical world. Kodesh Baruch created a world that's physical, like the Shulchan, that we have sustenance and needs. We need to make nature produce for us. And Avarabba, which is all about Torah study, it parallels the light of the menorah. The Hechel also contained the uh, Mizbeach HaZahav, where the Ketorahs, the incense, was burned. Areach Nichalach created a pleasant aroma. Hashem became uh, very pleased with us and our behavior. A beautiful smell for Hashem. On morning we say Shema and the other Kabbalah's uh, Olmachu Shemaim, it creates a Reach Nichalach. When we make that pledge and promise to have that relationship with Hashem and to live a life of devotion to Him, that is like the Mizbeach Hazav, the golden altar. We're offering up, not incense, we're offering up our lives, the quality of our lives, our behavior, our thoughts, and our actions. So we go through this section of the morning davening, says Rav Schwab, we should envision ourselves in the Heichel. We're standing among, we're looking at the menorah, the Shulchan, the Mizbeach Hazav. Then we continue in the Beis HaMikdash, and you reach the parochas, the curtain that separated the Aron from the Heichel. It was the entrance of the Kodesh HaKadosh and the Holy of Holies. The parochas parallels the bracha of Ga'al Yisrael, Hashem redeemed us. We say after Shema, it leads us directly into our Shemona Esrei. Just like behind that parochas, behind that Ga'al Yisrael is the Holy of Holies. The Gemara Bracha says that during Shemona Esrei, a person's heart should be aligned. We literally are supposed to face Eretz Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael Yerushalayim and Yerushalayim Makam HaMikdash and you face the Kodesh HaKadashim. This is true not only in terms of our posture or geographically, it's describing our mentality, what we're supposed to be thinking about. So Schwab gave us this imagery that as we traverse our davening, we are in fact imagining ourselves in this virtual reality going through the Beis HaMikdash and ultimately arriving at the Kodesh HaKadashim, that place that is designated as a special rendezvous of intimacy with Hashem, with Hashem Himself. 
This is the oldest section of our davening, Shema. Shema and the two brachas that preceded the one after it are the earliest part of organized davening. And we know that because Shema itself is Doraisa. Shema itself is biblically mandated. Torah says, And it should be these things. You have to place them uh, in your heart and so on. The Gemara Brachos, the Yud Gimel teaches, what are these dvarim ha'ila? What are these words that you need to recite and that you need to put on your heart and that you need to teach your children? Dvarim ha'ila are none other than the words of Shema. And we recite the Meshach B'chav Kumech when we go to sleep and when we wake up. They bookend our day. These recitations of Shema, the Kabbalah Salmach HaShemayim, our commitment to not only accept that Hashem has providence and dominion over us, not only that He's aware of what's happening, but we have responsibility, we have accountability. That loving Hashem means a verb, acting like we love Hashem. Kabbalah Salmach HaShemayim. These themes are so central, so critical, so important that we say Shema when we go to sleep and when we, and when we wake up. The Zohar teaches, why are we introducing this section with Baruch why not just continue? Why not Baruch Hashem and continue with the two brachas before Shema and the bracha after? What role does Borchu represent? So Zohar tells us that Komila de Kedusha Bay Hazmana. All sacred things, all sacred acts require preparation. They need an invitation. We're moving on now to the most sacred part, Shema, which is biblically mandated. It's theme of commitment, of promise, of pledge, of accountability that will lead us right into that conversation, that private rendezvous with Hashem, Komile de Kedusha. As we ascend this ladder and as we deepen this journey into the Mikdash to greater sanctity, Boy Hazmana. It requires preparation, it requires invitation. The Mogan Avram in Simon Kuf Tzadi Beis explains that's the source of Zimun before benching. Benching is Kedusha, benching is holy. We're thanking Hashem for the gift that we don't take for granted of having food. So we have to say, Rabbi Sainav it requires Zimun. You have to invite others to be able to bench with you. Borchu, before we recite the brachos uh, of an aliyah. Savrei Maranan, before we recite Kiddush. In all these circumstances, the Chazan or the Balabayas or the person getting the Aliyah, Komilei de Kedusha Boy Hazmana. We turn to those around us and we invite them to join us. There's an invitation to unite, to be as one, to be a congregation who are seeking to elevate. Komilei de Kedusha Boy Hazmana. That is the role of Borchu. The idea and the role of Borchu is to unite us in trying to elevate ourselves in the recitation of Shema and the brachas that surround us, we will uh, translate and define Borchu and uh, its introduction next time.